"'Meanwhile,' continued the elder, "'let us consign such thoughts to another time and adjourn to the drawing-room.' Jed Four vacated his seat before his fork hit the plate and accelerated through the double doors of the dining-room. He slalomed into the long central hallway leading to the library, conservatory, and assorted other high-ceilinged rooms, the last and most spacious of which had played host to Tartikoff gatherings for three generations. Jed Four waited in strained silence for the rest of the family. They trickled in slowly, as if walking to an execution rather than the dispersal of amazing and quite possibly stupendous artifacts from the most exotic and obscure places on the planet and, for all young Jed knew, beyond. Ritual demanded that everyone be present before Jed One took his seat in a raised and curtain-backed alcove at the front of the room, and cradled an exquisite Chinese vase in his lap. The brightly decorated ceramic would contain precisely two dozen hand-painted marbles, each of which would bear the name of a country, the picture of an animal, or some other reference. The elder Tartikoff would extract the marbles one at a time and summon a beneficiary to a brief conference during which something about the gift was revealed. Marble in hand, the recipient would then be given leave to figure out the nature of the object. Those who solved the riddle would be told where to find the gift. An unspoken rule ensured that everyone solved their own puzzle. Any cheating, if Jed Sr. twigged to it, would be remembered the following year with dire consequences. Jed Four recalled the previous year when his marble was decorated with the images of ostrich feathers and a leopard pelt, and Jed One told him the object was a tool more important to its owner than a knife, fork, and spoon. Much to his mother's dismay, the youngster guessed correctly and collected a genuine handcrafted Watusi hunting spear. Little Jed immediately began a dance around the crowded room during which he brandished the weapon. The ebony shaft and leaf-shaped blade elicited frightened screams from his female cousins and stern warnings from the adults. Somehow, everyone survived. Jed had visions of claiming an elephant gun or a rhinoceros this year. Finally, Jed the eldest summoned Jed the youngest and the latter scrambled toward the patriarch as quickly as he could. "'You called me last!' the boy chided as he looked into the watery eyes of the old man. "'Why'd you make me wait, Gramp?' Jed One smiled. "'As trite as it sounds, I like to save the best for last.' The boy held out his hands. "'I'm ready for my marble. I'm ready to guess my present. Is it a gun? A big gun?' Jed shook his head ever so slightly. The boy grinned, his eyes growing wide with anticipation. He turned to block the view of anyone else in the room who might be tempted to share his moment of triumph, and dropped his voice to a whisper. "'Is it a rhino?' "'Good God, no! Can you imagine me trying to gift-wrap a rhino?' Jed Sr. splayed his hands upwards in a show of theatrical frustration, then grabbed the boy around the middle and tickled him. "'You can't imagine how squirmy they are. Almost as bad as you!' 
Jed Four giggled and kicked and did some serious squirming, just as he imagined a young rhino might if he ever got his hands on one. Unfortunately, the tickling stopped all too soon, and the old man just smiled at him. "'Don't I get a marble?' the boy asked. "'How can I guess if I don't even get a clue?' "'I'm doing things a little differently this year,' Jed One said. The boy noticed a slight rasp in the old man's voice, and his words didn't seem as distinct as they had in the past. He reached into a shopping bag beside his armchair and withdrew a small white box, which he placed carefully in the boy's hands. "'I'm giving everybody one of these instead. Don't open it till you get home. I've asked everyone to wait.' Jed Four stared up into the roomy eyes of his great-grandfather. "'What is it?' Old Jed smiled and said, "'It's my gift.' I give you the world.